Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, Every single week, we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high-performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want a breakthrough, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. It's Brendan Burchard, and welcome to a best of edition of The Brendan Show.
These best of episodes feature training that I have done live, sometimes online to tens of thousands of people, or live on stage where I was speaking on some stages across the world. Or these might be some of my monthly training programs and highlights of those that I do every single month with our monthly students. So I know you're going to really enjoy these because these are a little bit more of a, a deep dive look at some of my training as a personal and professional development trainer. You know, I focus so much on helping you find that deeper level of motivation and start practicing some of those high performance habits. Well, you hear me talk about many of those concepts in these special episodes here. These are my best of trainings only and exclusively right here on The Brendan Show. So I hope you enjoyed them. Please know that as you hear me speak in many of these, you'll hear me reference something because sometimes I'll have been training live or on video or on stage or through a broadcast. So you might not be able to see something I'm suggesting or motioning tool or maybe even drawing out on a, on a flip chart or motioning towards on a presentation, but you'll get the gist of it. So make sure you bust out your journal, take some good notes here because this is really valuable insights on the mindset or the strategy that you need to adopt in order to improve your life. And if you want to go and get more content like this, but much more deeper and have more of an interactive relationship with me in this type of training, make sure you join our high performance monthly training program. That's our monthly subscription program where I go live with you and our uh, high performance students every single month. And I train on a new topic or a new piece of research that we've created from the High Performance Institute. And I train on that. And then I do Q&A and actual live coaching and interactive coaching with people every single month. That's called High Performance Monthly. And you can access it at brendan.com forward slash monthly. That's brendan.com forward slash monthly, B-R-E-N-D-O-N.com forward slash monthly to get deeper dive training similar to this. So if you like this, you would love that training program. But without further ado, let's jump in right now to one of the Brendan Show's best of trainings. I think what's most important, the reason we work so hard to master our psychology is so that we can be more happy. Anyone agree with that? How many feel like you could get much better at bringing the joy? Yeah. It's hard to bring the joy if you don't keep elevating your levels of happiness. And we all know from positive psychology that you can dramatically increase the happiness you experience in life from simple things, gratitude journals, from simple things, sharing with friends what's going well in your life. Simple things, taking a moment to be mindful of what worked today, what you've learned, what is going well. All these things are simple. We're gonna take a little bit more advanced and deeper look into it because what we do know also about happiness is that there's usually, uh, your enduring state of happiness comes from the way in which you perceive your past, your present, in the future, right? Lots of people can be very happy in the moment now, but if they're unhappy or still hanging on to something in the past, it creates that baggage that it's hard to feel free in the moment to be happy, right? Lots of people are excited about their future, but they're dreading today, so they don't feel alive, you know? They're just not feeling it, and they don't know why. 
So we're gonna do some activities today to help you work through each of these areas of your life. And then this becomes a checklist. It, just like if you don't feel motivated, just like if you have bad habits, just like if you're struggling in your high performance, you come right back to this and go, what's going on with me? Especially for happiness. I wanna give you a framework to really work through because how many of you feel like at this stage of your life, you deserve a lot of happiness? You know, you've been through enough. So we've got the past, the present, and the future. We're gonna work through those today and hopefully give you a new empowering way to look at your overall life. Because look, happiness is ultimately an overall measure of our satisfaction, our joy, and our ranges of positive emotion. And you deserve more of it. Everyone in this room deserves more of it. But what happens, just like we talked about yesterday with your high performance, sometimes you don't get to experience more of it because just like your ambitions, you take your eye off it. You, you, don't, you don't really think about it for a moment. You're just going through the motions through the day and you go through the motions day and then one day, you know, a week went by and two weeks went by and you're like, have I been happy? Have I been enjoying life? I mean, most people do the majority of their deep work in the happiness on their birthdays. Usually birthday end with a zero. And then on New Year's Eve. And that's about where they really gauge it. Some people who have more of a meditative practice or a spiritual practice or a religious practice, they might do a more close look at it on a recurring basis. For me, it's just one other part of my Sunday routines, right? I got about an hour of Sunday routine that I run every single Sunday to keep me on track. Just simple things that I'm looking at, some of the things we've talked about here that I'm just scoring myself on to make sure I know where I'm at. Because I, I don't want, the worst thing about the past, especially, is yesterday also counted as the past. And so that if you rack up five or six bad yesterdays, it's very easy to be unhappy now and for that unhappiness to stick. Meaning happiness also has a momentum to it. Have you ever, have you ever had maybe just uh, you know, several months or maybe even you were experienced several years and you were just happy? Like you remember those times with just real deep connection and fondness? Like you just had a role. It was just a couple weeks or maybe a couple months and it was just, you were almost like, man, I wonder when the streak is gonna end. It's so good. If you didn't experience it in the last couple years, where is that coming from for you? Because was there something causing that? Or was it like Viktor Frankl taught us with the concentration camps, that the last of the human freedoms is the ability to choose one's own attitude? Now, trust me, I know I border on the edge of being flippant. When you tell someone who hasn't had happiness in several years, it's your choice to experience some happiness, that sounds like, you, you know, a bad thing from someone to say except we know it to be true. When you do a analysis of people who've suffered severe trauma and those who are able to regain their happiness, it, you find over and over and over again, it wasn't that some new situation entered their life and gave them that happiness because often they were still sick. Often that person was still gone. Often they were still broke. Often things weren't great, but something inside switched to the meaning in which they were giving the journey. It didn't mean 
they weren't enduring difficulty. But how many of you did have a role of happiness in the last couple of years or months, and yet you were still able to deal with a lot of struggle and trauma and difficulty, but you were still able to maintain the role, meaning you had very difficult circumstances and you were still able to touch onto happiness. Anybody? Okay. So here's what I'd like to suggest. There's only two things I can do from a stage up here, because remember, I'm not a psychiatrist. What I would suggest is if you had years of a run without a sense of happiness, you may need to go get professional support. You may need to go seek therapeutic support. You may have a condition biologically that is preventing you from experiencing the range of emotions that other people do. And in our society, we don't take that seriously enough. But also throughout lifetime, depression strikes so many people. And not just like I have a bad day, like clinical depression. But I will suggest this. You got two routes. One, if you have not had that role of happiness for a while, number one, seek professional support. But number two, change your habits. You got to change your mental thinking and the application of your energy to support that role. You can do happiness every area of my life. This is the most important metaphor that I've learned and I've sort of owned in my lifetime. And that is this. The power plant does not have energy. It generates energy. To be more accurate, one of my students actually taught me this. Says, Brennan, actually generate is maybe not the exact term. I said, okay, tell me about that. He said, well, what a power plant actually does is it takes energy from one source then it transforms that energy into another kind of energy. Then it transmits that energy, which is what you call generating the energy, that process of transformation to transmitting. I just call it generating energy. But that's what it's doing. So in the same way, we don't have happiness. We don't have joy. We don't even have energy. We are taking energy or just consuming it and letting it land on us. And we are transferring or transforming that energy into what we want to experience and transmit in the world. And that's why I said yesterday, we have to be responsible for the energy we bring into our families. Because guess what they do? Especially when they're young, they don't know this metaphor, so what do they do? They just take the energy that hits them. They don't yet have the tools to transform that energy and be who they want to be. They just take the energy. So when you get around people who are either unconscious or children, and sometimes it's the same, <laughs> you really have to manage your energy, right? How many of you have ever been in a negative mood and it completely set off somebody in a way you did not anticipate, right? You know why that person did not have the tools to deal with your energy. How many of you have ever been that person? Someone's energy completely set you off right? We've all been there. But the thing is, you got to learn how to deal with that. Uh, when I was in college, I got certified as a peer counselor. And I focused specifically on peer mediation was my license. So I had peer mediation training. And it was the best thing I could ever get. Because it taught me that when you get around two people, they're going to fight a lot. And I had to mediate those conflicts. But I have two people and I was a, a, an official peer mediator, so I was a court referred. So they would refer. I remember, I'm at this time 20 years old, court referred. So I would get a couple that was married and going through divorce mediation. <laughs> I'm a 20 year old kid. 
This is over 20 years ago. Look how young I must have looked, right? <laughs> oh my God. And they would come and they would scream at each other. They would just be like freaking out on each other. And I got to deal with this. And I remember, I mean, my first two or three sessions, I went to my advisor who was one of the great communication and conflict trainers in history, Bill Wilmot, was my, my mentor. And uh, he wrote one of the most important books I ever read in that topic. Um, uh, I think it was called um, Artful Mediation. And he said, Brendan, you got to learn to just be Zen when other people are fighting around you. Their energy is not your energy. Their energy is not your energy. You have to, he told me this phrase, I never heard it ever before. He said, you have to self-will how you want to feel. feel. You have to self-will how you want to feel. And that was such a profound effect on a 20-year-old kid. Because at that point in my life, I still was a child. I was still consuming the energy of the world, and it could tip me off in one way or another. Because I especially, I grew up around a lot of anger. So just short fuses, bam. Short fuse, bam, you're smacked. Short fuse, bam, you're in a fight. Very short fuses. So that was what I had consumed and what I was trained to. So I would get angry fast, very fast. All throughout high school and all throughout college because I had martial arts training, I was in fights, constantly in fights. My friends and I, we would go out and sure enough, one of them would start a fight and then they'd come and grab me to end it, you know? All throughout school, I was just tons and tons of fights, me. And I'm proud, I have not been in a fight since I was 21 years old and the last fight I was in it was just to end a fight that was happening that I could be a service in. That was it, that was it. And so, but I'd fought a lot in my lifetime, right? I didn't want to do that anymore. And part of my journey was learning to deal with my own anger issues, my own energy that wasn't right. And I knew it wasn't right. So you have to be very conscious of your energy and self-will it. That's why I started teaching myself. I got to learn to bring the And I would say it over and over and over to myself. I'm like, look, if I'm going to bring energy into a space, it's going to be joy or it's going to be love. And for me, it's the same thing. So I wanted for me to make sure that no matter what I did, that was the energy I was going to bring into space. So I started training myself on that with my phone triggers. I started training myself on that by just deciding, okay, every time I walk through a door, what's the feeling I want to bring into here? One of my doorway triggers, when I walk through a door, I say to myself, I am entering this room as a happy man, ready to serve. I am entering this room as a happy man, ready to serve. I've said that to myself tens of thousands of times, every door I walk through. So I'm setting up a trigger cue for me to remind myself to be happy. Because if we don't remind ourselves to happy, to be happy, we won't self-will ourselves more often to be happy. Now, some people say, well, this is just an affirmation, stupid, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'm... Actually, it's not. It's something that we know from habitual training in behavioral sciences, cue, trigger, reward, cue, trigger, reward, over and over and over again, ultimately you set up that practice. It becomes a higher level of practice and mental discipline. So let's return to this conversation about happiness. If you have not had that role of happiness, get therapeutic support, but also at the same time, start practices that will make you happier. And you have to teach your family to start practices to be your happier. It can be as simple as a, a Friday night dinner where you say to the kids, what made you happy this week? 
you need to start giving the vocabulary of happy to your families. You have to start giving the vocabulary of happy to your teams. If your teams are never talking about what makes them happy, what kind of workplace is that to be in? If you're not having conversations and dialogues, if other people, I say it to people all the time, are you happy? How's it going? Are you happy? How's it going? I ask it all the time. Are you happy? How's it going? Because by asking the question, I'm cueing it. Just like the doorway trigger. I enter this room as a happy man ready to serve. And when I say I enter this room as a happy man ready to serve, it makes me more intentional. It makes me more what? <laughs> and these little triggers that you set up in your life, it makes you more intentional. Like you, you, those little reminders, they mean so much to us. We forget to do them, but your happiness is important. Your happiness is very important. Just like your self-identity is important. Just like how you want to treat people. All of that is incredibly important. We just forget to set up those triggers. How many of you could do a better job setting up your life for some happiness at this stage of your life? So much of our happiness comes from whether or not we feel fulfilled, connected, joyous, happy about our past. So let's talk about it. We know from the research, in order to get somebody to be more happier, we have to release three levers about their past. Right? We've got to activate these three levers. It's like you pull all three levers, usually people will look to the past and they'll be more satisfied and happy about where they've been, which will make them more happy in the moment too. So let's work through some of this stuff. Now, I'm not here to do any therapeutic action with all of you. I'm not a professional psychiatrist or psychologist. I'll keep saying that. I think it's really important. However, here's what it's very important for you to know. All work of professional therapy, all work, of professional therapy, where they go back into your childhood way deep, or back into last week's bad meeting with you, or back into how you felt yesterday. All outcome of professional therapy is ultimately to get the client back into the present moment to make healthier decisions and choices and have healthier relationships for themselves now. All therapy is to bring you back to now so that you can better make choices for yourself now that are healthier and right for you now. That's what it's about. So for those who fear like therapy, no, it, it's, it's about bringing you back to now so you make better decisions for yourself. So even as I'm about to talk to about, with you about your past, it's only so you can get back to today and then tomorrow and then Sunday, Saturday and Sunday and Monday and make better decisions for yourself because you deserve more happiness. Is this true? Everyone say, I deserve, I deserve more, happiness. more happiness. But I'll have to create it. Power plant doesn't have energy, it generates energy. That's why we must self-will the feelings we want to experience more in life. And we have to train ourselves to do that. One way that I do that is with my Sunday review, I look back to the week and I pull that first lever. That first lever of looking at the past is called acceptance. It's the hardest one, the most difficult one. If you had a bad week and you just bumble into the next week without processing that week, that stuff stores in you. It weighs on your heart. It weighs on your soul. 
I never, none of my clients would I ever allow them to go into the next week without processing the previous week. So for me, part of my Sunday review is I sit down and I go, what happened this last week that I did not like, that I must accept happened so I can release it and let it go? I ask that every Sunday. What happened in this last week that I did not like, that I can accept that it did happen, release it and let it go? I do this every Sunday. Imagine how many things happen in my life, you know, serving this many millions of people around the world. A lot of stuff comes our way. I got to release it. I got to let it go. Acceptance doesn't mean you approve of it. Acceptance doesn't mean you wanted it to happen. It is just being an adult and saying, it did happen. And now I choose to let it go. Acceptance means you don't give it weight emotionally anymore. That's what it really means. I think if you ever met or worked with a spiritual leader, or specifically for me, getting to meet several times the Dalai Lama, as I told you yesterday, I mean, he was walking on air because he has a practice. And one of his practices is letting things go. Like a big part of Eastern philosophies, including Buddhism or Taoism, are letting things go. It's being accepting of what happened, not approving of, not okay with, not like, okay, I'll find the perfect meaning, I'll take joy, right? Is it true? It's not, we all think, one of the reasons people are scared of getting therapy is because they think, oh, they're gonna make me go back to that childhood incident and say, it's okay, I'm all right with it. And they're gonna make me def define a positive meaning of it. That's not always true. It really was a difficult time. It was a bad thing. It was something you did not want to happen. And it's not just about going back and saying it's, it was okay or now I can understand that other person's perspective. We, we fear that because we think, well, I'm never going to understand that that person did that to me. And so it's okay for you to have had upset about that. It is okay for you to have defined that thing as a negative thing. That is absolutely okay. If something negative happened in your past, it's okay to say that was a negative thing. That's what an adult would do. It's like, that was bad. I wish that didn't happen. It's also, though, important to make sure that it's not negative on you now. How many follow? That's the real difficulty of traumas and challenges of our past, is to ensure they're not on us now. It happened then, it's not here now. It was gone yesterday and gone the day before, too that the negative circumstances of the past, they are no longer here unless we carry them here. That person might not even be in your life anymore, but are you still carrying them? That situation, that might've been gone 10 years ago. Or are you keeping it here? Because we've all heard it, this too shall, I love that saying, this too shall, but one of my favorite other sayings is that to did pass. We say this too shall pass to deal with the difficulties of this moment, right? It's challenging right now. I know this too shall pass, but I think we also must tell ourselves that, that too did pass as well. That's gone. I let it go. I am not gonna let that weigh down on me anymore. We all have something difficult in our lives and to be really free, we gotta let those things go and accept them Acceptance is, it happened. I accept the reality that that happened. I didn't like it, 
didn't want it, wish it didn't happen, don't understand it, don't approve of it, but you know what? It ain't going to stop me now. Yeah. Ain't going to stop me now. Because now this is a new day. This is that fresh sheet of paper. This is what I really believe in, deep in my soul is one of the most important parts of my message, that every moment is a second chance. That every day is a new blank page. You got to wake up today and choose who you're going to be. You get to choose now how you're going to feel. And I say, if you get to choose how you're going to feel, you should bring the joy. Yeah, if we all get to choose, if we have the power of choice, which I believe is the greatest gift from on I, free will, come on, that's pretty amazing stuff, right? That's pretty incredible stuff. If we have any amount of choice in our life, choose good for ourselves. Choose to release the pains. Choose to embrace the beauties. And life suddenly changes. Choose to release the pains choose to embrace the beauties, life changes. That's what we have to do. See, you might have been mad at your parents five years ago, or 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 40 years ago, or 50 years ago. I don't care if they've changed, you change. I don't care if that situation changed. Situation happened, you can't change it now. What you can change is, now are you free? All right, my friend, I hope that you enjoyed that best of episode. Was that inspiring? Were you fired up? Did you love it? If you did, make sure you do me a favor. Go out on social media somewhere and share that episode. You know, just go out, post it somewhere, post yourself listening to it. Make sure you hashtag The Brendan Show because when you do that, I can look you up and we can find you on Instagram and post that on the social media. And sometimes we do all expense paid trips to people we find. We just randomly select people. We send them gifts, autograph books, swag, t-shirts, all expense paid trips to some of my seminars. So make sure you, you let us know. Share what you thought about this episode out there on the social media worlds and then we can find you and celebrate you and also I would love to invite you to join us in our high performance monthly program so just go to brendan.com forward slash monthly that's brendan.com forward slash monthly that's where we do deeper dive trainings like you just heard but we do that every single month and there's some live Q&A there and I do some giveaways and we give students in that monthly program tickets to my seminars and some extra special training on leadership. So make sure to check it out at brendan.com forward slash monthly. I appreciate you being part of this community of so many people dedicated to finding that deeper drive of motivation and practicing high performance habits so that they can become extraordinary in their careers, in your personal life, in your health. You can live an extraordinary quality of life. And sometimes you just need a little bit more training and a little bit more nudge, a little more energy, a little bit more drive and consistency. And I'm hoping that being part of this community with The Brendan Show, I'm providing that to you in some way. So thank you, my friend, for listening. I look forward to seeing you or listening with you on the next episode of The B-R-E-N-D-O-N Show. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, 
or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules? Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey, it's Brendan. And I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they'd recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in, I've got paying members coming in, I've got all these different products or courses or programs, and, and they've always had these different logins, they've been all over the place. Now with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post, I can post, we can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle. Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own not an option, too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community, 
and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey, I wanted to hop in here and share with you my love for community.com. Every major celebrity uses this. U.S. presidents use this. The biggest companies in the world use this. They give you a 10-digit phone number, but it's kind of like having an inbox for your texting. You can segment it to people um, and they can reply back. And it's just really cool because you can also send video and you can send audio. And it's so beautiful of a design that it's really easy to figure out. You know, I don't like all those other systems that send out like some weird little code that you just know is like a promotion. The reason they called it community.com is because they really believe you have to have a text community in the modern area. Texting adds a whole other level. People open up their texts way more. It's way more you know, effective as a promotional vehicle. And it's something that I deeply, deeply believe in. In fact, I invested in them and I've advised the senior team. I'm telling you what, my audience loves it. It's increased the engagement across everything I do. And you can get a free demo when you go to community.com. Just like it sounds, community.com. Check it out.